0: the lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the holy gospel according to matthew Glory to you, o lord. after he had fed the people jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds after doing so he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But When he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter. And he said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I recently joined a running club, and we meet once a week at the track. And the first thing the coach says when he sees us all gathered is he says, You're going to all hate me tonight. And then he gives us the instructions. So then we divide up into groups, according to our pace, and and, uh, we run around the track single file. The person that's in front of the group is known as the pacer. He takes what the coach instructed and does that, and my job is just to follow the person in front of me. It's as simple as that. That's how the job gets done. Now the reason I say that is because God is often depicted in the Old Testament as a coach, and he gives instructions to Israel. And Israel also is set on a path, and uh, there's a leader. There's a leader in front to lead, the pacer, the leader. And that person is the king. Now let's say, for instance, the king decides not to listen to the instruction of the coach. And instead of running around the track, he decides to go to the local beer garden with all the group. And so there's God seeing all his people of Israel wandering off into a direction that he didn't ask for. Now, this is a problem. But it's a problem for God that's an, it's an easy fix. All he needs to do is put a new pacer in, a new somebody in front, somebody that new leader. And that's exactly what is going on in the first reading in the book of Kings. So instead of the king, he's going to have his, his prophet Elijah. So he tells Elijah, before you lead the people, I got to give you instructions. So we ask him to go to Mount Gorat. So in the middle of the desert, there's this, there's this big mountain, so it takes him 40 days to get there. So he's at Mohorab, and he's waiting around for God to appear to give him the, his instructions. And while he's there, there's, uh, there's a windstorm, a hurricane, and God's not in the hurricane. And then there's an earthquake, and God's not in the earthquake. And then there's a fire, and then God is not in the fire. But then God appears in the... If you read Hebrew... You have no idea what the word is. It's a very important word, and we don't know what it means. Now, of course, there's been educated guesses because translators can't leave the word blank, right? They've got to put something in there like whispering or silence. But let's see if we can figure out what this mystery word is. Now, we all know that Hebrew is a Semitic language, which means that Hebrew has sister languages. And all of these languages have one thing in common. Every word in the vocabulary has three continents. So these consonants, all you have to do is just take the consonants of our mystery word and try to match it to one of the sister languages. And there's a match. Powder. God was in the powder. Well, that doesn't make much sense, right? But if you follow the sequence of the story, it makes a lot of sense. So you have a windstorm, and you can picture all the trees, Uh, shaking in the wind and the roots being moving, the earth, and then there's an earthquake from that. Then you have an earthquake, and of course there's always fires that come from earthquakes, so then there's a fire. What happens when there's fire? You get ash, powder, falling. What's going on? Sometimes we can't find God in the drama, or in the catastrophes, and the disasters. Sometimes we just have to wait for the aftermath. We've got to wait for the dust to settle. That's when we're going to be able to hear God's voice. You know, I had the wonderful opportunity to be accepted into a doctorate program for the New Testament. And for over six years, I worked very, very hard in this program. I took the GRE exam. I, I, I took uh, Ph.D. courses. I passed all of my language examinations and my comprehensive exams. I was well, I accepted, it was accepted a proposal for my dissertation and got to two chapters in my dissertation. At that point I was called into my directors, the office of my director and my director said to me at that moment that we don't like the way the study is going so we're dismissing you, you're out of the program. I was shocked. And in a moment, when I walked out of that office, a storm of emotions just overwhelmed me. I was confused. I was sad, disappointed. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And I could not find God anywhere. So I waited. I waited till the emotions all kind of went away waited till the dust settled, and then I heard God's voice. And this is what God said to me. You know, Peter, you studied under the finest professors in the New Testament in the world. You also read and had an opportunity to read the articles and books that that covered the entire New Testament. You have now gained a critical and and, and sharp eye to, to read and to understand the New Testament. You have everything that you need now to do the work that I want you to do. So go out there and do it. Today, I am a New Testament professor for two major seminaries. That is a dream. It is the dream job for anyone that studies the New Testament. Nobody gets, A lot of people don't get that. You know, a lot of times we get in life through the storms and disappointments and failures and difficulties, and sometimes we will not find God in that. So wait. Wait. Let the emotions die down. Let the dust settle. And then you'll be able to hear God's voice.